Hello guys, and welcome to Two Bookworms in One Podcast. I'm Cameron. And I'm Lacey. And um, this is the Book Club Podcast. Yep. We talk about our current read and other books and other things. And, and get way off topic. Get way off topic. This week, we're talking about families. Yes. Books about families. Books that have families. Just families. Just families. Um... We'll see how this goes if you listen to our friend. I did a lot of research today, so we should be good. But Some of these topics are, are very hard to find books that fit right. into. They sound good in theory, but then like you have to go and you're like, well, shit. I don't really read about that. Yeah, it's like I don't actually know any of this. Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel you. Um, let's do our suck and sweet. What is your suck for the week? My suck for the week. Oh gosh, she's like opening a <laughs> notebook. She must have taken some notes. Let's sit for the week. Um, it's still not cold enough. No, it's not freaking cold enough. It's kind of lapsed back into like, it's 75, so it's not hot, but it's like, I'm wearing shorts today. Yeah. Uh, and sandals. Yeah, I'm wearing sandals and capris, yes. People are putting up their Christmas trees, and doesn't feel it like doesn't feel like Christmas. Um, but, I mean, then again, it's not even Thanksgiving yet. No. But it's nice outside. Yep. Like, been walking a lot. Like, I, I try to alternate. Either ride my bike or I walk every day. Just to get outside and move. Move. Yeah. Can't do anything Loop up else. the joints. Yeah. So, it's nice weather, but it's not preferred weather. Right. I think well, we I both like seasonal weather. Yes, I think you and I are very alike in that. Yeah. I would love to have four seasons. I do. I would too. Here or at least three. Yeah, we have like two. <laughs> Cold or hot and not hot. Yeah. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, so my suck for the week. I'm still kind of going through my reading slump. Like yeah. I've been reading our books that we pick, but outside of that, I'm not really reading although I did read a book last week called The Seven and a Half Deaths uh Evelyn Hardcastle. Oh. I think you would really like it. Um it's got like a really old timey murder mystery. Ooh. So the premise is this person, Aiden Bishop, is gonna wake up every day in a new person to try to solve this murder. Oh it is it's long. I feel like a lot of it could have been cut. Yeah. It wasn't necessary. Um, but there are so many freaking twists and turns. It was a very slow read for me because it... Because of so much information. Yes. I, I think it took me like a weekend after reading it, but I did it. Um, I was just proud that I read a book that wasn't a book club book to be quite honest. <laughs> um, I think you would really like it. It was really entertaining. But you got to really pay attention. Yeah. Because you're like... A lot of plot holes, though, I feel like. Oh, I'm sure. You're like, what? Anyways, what's your sweet for the week? For the, the week. God, I can't talk. Thanksgiving's next week. You can pig <sighs> out. What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Uh, Wait, is it next week? Yeah, it's next week. For real? Yeah. Damn. Well, shit, that's... So Steve's birthday is the day after Thanksgiving. I know, I know. I have it, I have it in here. Aww. The only reason I have it in here too, and the only reason I remembered it is because it's the same day as my cousins. Okay, two Sagittarians. Is that the cousin that I know? Yeah. Wow, they are so different. I know. They act so different. I than one know. Another. <laughs> Interesting. 
Very interesting. Do you know her moon sign by, by any chance? I don't. What year was she born? 85. We'll have to look it up. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Oh, I like so many. Uh, probably the dressing, the cornbread dressing. Really? Yeah. Okay. What's your favorite Thanksgiving dessert? Oh, see, we don't, we haven't been doing desserts much anymore because. What? Because I'm the one that has to make them, but I have to cook everything else too. So by the time I cook everything else, I don't really want to make them. But I think this year I might order them. Hell yeah. Oh, I'll tell you the name of the place my dad orders all his pies from. It's this it's place in Roy City? No. I found a place in Roy City. It's a place, I think it's in Mesquite, but they're the ones at the fair every year that have those pie shakes. And oh. they have their, they have, they sell their pies at the fair too, but like the pie shake is what always wins the award. Yeah. Um, I'll ask the name and give it to you, although he's mad at me right now, so <laughs> when he starts talking to me again. <laughs> yeah, because right now. He's a sore loser. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Um, regarding the election, but I won't go oh, any further. Yeah. I won't go any further. If you want to know my political views, <laughs> you can visit my Instagram page. I'm not bringing that into the podcast. <laughs> no, yeah, but my, I found it in Roy City. They have all different kinds of pies and stuff, so if you can't find that one, I might order from them. But it's, I like just the chocolate meringue pies. What is it? No. Wait. Delicious. Meringue is like the consistency that it is, right? That's the top. It's the meringue on top. But so what is a chocolate meringue? A chocolate meringue. Oh, the meringue is like the whipped right, cream. Okay. Right. Okay. The egg white sugar whipped cream on top. Gotcha. The chocolate part of it is like in between like a chocolate custard and chocolate pudding. Like nope, it's not exactly pudding, but it's not it's not it's delicious. I have a texture issue and that does not sound like something oh, it's smooth that would like, that's the reason I don't eat mashed potatoes. <laughs> the texture. I can't. Like, it makes me gag, not because it's gross. Because it's smooth. Because of the... Ugh, I Let's see, but if you like pumpkin pie... I love... Okay, that's my favorite Thanksgiving dessert is pumpkin pie. But it's kind but, of... It's close, but it's chocolate and meringue on top. But some pumpkin pies are kind of thicker. They're yeah. not like... Not cakey, but like... Like, I can also do cheesecake. Yeah. I can do that, but... um. I don't know. The fact that it's chocolate, I'm not being able to do it because my brain's like, oh, it's chocolate. And you've got the meringue on top. Okay, what's the difference between meringue and whipped cream? I don't like whipped cream. What's the difference? I was watching the Great British Bake Off and I saw that, but I don't remember what they said. So whipped cream is like cool whip, you know, like whipping cream. Uh Like heavy cream? Yeah. Okay. But meringue is sugar and egg whites that you just beat the crap out of until they burst in peace. Yeah. <laughs> that actually sounds like something I made for buttercream frosting. Oh, I'm sure. Is that like the... Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was sugar. I know. Buttercream's butter and sugar. It's like a fuck powdered, ton of it's butter. It's like powdered sugar, too, is buttercream. Like seven sticks of butter, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, it barely, so and it barely makes anything. I know. I was like, ah, this is going to clog my arteries <laughs> just from this one freaking cake. I like to bake, guys. That's kind of like my hobby. I so like do to I. bake on the side. Right. Okay. Why has it got like brown parts on it? Because you toasted a little bit on some of your pies. No, if you I want don't want to toast it. That's if gross. If you want to, you don't have to. Why would you do that? Just makes it like a little it, crispy. Okay. Like kind of like a crunch. Anybody you know the one thing I can't eat that makes me gag so bad? Oh my god, I'm gagging just thinking about it. Ugh. Slime. I don't know that I've ever tried oh one. Oh my god, it's just so jiggly. You look at it and it's like... 
Maybe I have tried full on. No, it's. <laughs> um, I would like to try some creme brulee. I don't think I've tried that before either. Want to? That's a real high maintenance one, right? It's like yeah, the custardy one. Yeah. It's like a caramel on top that you crunch. I think my favorite Thanksgiving food is mac and cheese. (laughs) That's my favorite everyday food. So good. Uh, But my mom makes some pretty good mac and cheese at Thanksgiving. There's this place that I vacation in Arkansas that has this barbecue joint, and they do smoked mac and cheese. Barbecue places usually got some good mac and cheese. They do smoked mac and cheese, and this is like the best mac and cheese I've (laughs) ever had because it was smoky, and it was like that whole mac and cheese. It was so good. There's this really good restaurant by my office. Um, I'm not going to say the name of it because I don't want people to know where I work. But <laughs> they have shrimp mac and cheese. Dude. So it's just like pieces of shrimp in uh-huh. your mac and cheese. It's so good. I think I want to go get some. Even though I work from home every day, I just really miss this place. And it's like, guys, we got to make sure that our favorite small businesses stay open yes. during this pandemic. So... Like, all of my Christmas presents, I'm trying to shop small. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, once a week when Steve and I eat out, we try to go to, like, our... Local, yeah. yeah. Um, Although, be careful with that now that the cases are going back up. Dude, right. We have not gone... Okay, we've gotten to go, but we have not eaten out since March. Yeah. It's, it terrifies me. Me too. They say you're, like, twice as likely to get infected in a restaurant. Yeah. Because you're sharing the same ventilation system. Yeah. You have to take off your mask yep, to eat. Exactly. And some of these restaurants I've seen are not they don't sanitize. seating people six feet apart. That, and they don't sanitize correctly. I think Steve went to, he was going to get something to go, and he walked in, and one of the people behind the counter wasn't wearing a mask. And he was so like, he left, nope. Yeah. He's like, I am not going. Absolutely yeah. not. Even fast food, I'm like, mm, I know. Because you don't no. know what they're doing back there. Yeah, they some of them barely wash their hands anyway. Not yeah, to say that exactly. not all of them don't, but you know. <laughs> um, I think, where was one of my friends going to eat at? Uh, Griff's. And I was like, bro, if you're going to get COVID from anywhere, it's 100% going to be Griff's. You remember Griff's? I do. I still eat at Griff's. <laughs> I love Griff's. Griff's is delicious. Actually, it's making a come. It's like a. If, it is. If you they don't have, know what Griff's is, it's like a local burger chain that yeah. used to only be in like South Dallas and now it's. There's like a few of them. There's a few of them now. They're it's, charm- still the, it's still the same old married couple that owns them. Their 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 thing is it's like char broiled patties, right? I think so. Is yeah. that their thing? I think so. I don't think I've eaten grips since I was like a kid. Dude, I, I can't even tell you what it tastes like. Like I can't control. Probably the last time I had it was probably at your house. Uh, probably, probably. Um, I need to take you back because you'll. Not remember what you'd be like. Oh my god! Okay, I I'll forgot. Go. We'll go. Forgot. Oh, when we take our day off. Yeah. So Lacey yeah. and I, Lacey has to. T- she has her company. Do you want to tell it? I'll okay. So my it. company is <laughs> reducing the amount of PTO and sick time that we can have in our banks. Which so we bullshit. go. We went from having eighty hours of PTO a year down to forty. Well, see, I never take any days off because I work from home. So I have. Both banks full. And, and you have to use it before the new year, right? I have to use my sick leave by the end of December, and I don't have to use my time down to 40 hours, but if I don't drop my time down under 40 hours, I won't gain any again until I oh, do. Yeah, and sucks. basically, 
That's losing money. Losing money and losing my days off, and I'm not going to do that. So I ended up with like 15 days off total. So at least he's having like two day work weeks the rest yeah, of the like year. Two day work weeks from now until like. <laughs> Which is fucking New awesome. <laughs> and it's the holidays. It's like the perfect yeah. freaking time, dude. Too bad you can't go anywhere. I know. I can't go anywhere. And I'm like, man. <laughs> <laughs> so Lazy and I decided that we're going to take a day off together. Mm-hmm. Um. I guess we'll be going to Griff's, <laughs> sounds like. Yeah, we'll go eat, find <laughs> shop with books, whatever. Yes, we're definitely going book shopping for sure. Um, another Thanksgiving, sorry, we're stuck on Thanksgiving, but Thanksgiving's fun. It's next week. I want to make that sandwich from Friends that Monica makes. That the turkey Ross, sandwich? That Ross goes freaking nuts over the when someone, sandwich. yeah, the moist maker. Yeah. I'm going to try to get some Thanksgiving leftovers and make that because oh. it's like bread, turkey, Cranberry, cranberry sauce, sauce stuffing. a gravy-soaked piece of bread, and then stuffing, and then another yeah. piece of bread. And I'm like, that sounds really good. I mean, I'll have all the stuff left over. Okay. We're doing a, well, maybe not the gravy, but we're doing, you know, we're doing the We have gravy. And gravy and dressing and all we that. use it. Steve uses it in a lot of other recipes, so we always have those jars of that Heinz turkey gravy. So, oh, yeah. We usually use packets, or we make it ourselves. My sweet for the week. Did you say your sweet? Yeah. Yeah. My sweet is. I got into the school I wanted to. I'm so excited. That's another reason we're going to take a day off. Yes. We're going to celebrate. Celebrate. Yes. Exactly. I'm thinking that it should be a Friday so we can get turned. I'm fine with that. I've got every Friday off (laughs) until 2021. That's going to be fun. Um, I get paid every other one. <laughs> I, it took, it felt like I was putting a bill through Congress applying to this school. Yeah. They require, I think I talked about it with you before, so much more mm-hmm. stuff than the other schools did. Yeah. And it took so much longer to find out that like, I was supposed to start already at the other schools that I got into, but I was like, well, I really want to wait and try to get into this one. Yeah. Cause it's the one I really want to go to. So I got in. Um, found out Friday. So excited. It is one of the better known schools in our state. So definitely. I'm excited about that. But this week we're talking about family books. Do you have a personal list? I don't. It's so (laughs) hard. The only ones I could think of were like Little Women and like what, Wuthering Heights or whatever. I still haven't read Wuthering Heights. It's about family. I thought it was about like boyfriend girlfriend stuff. There's, I believe there's sisters in there too. Oh my, God, my stomach. I think Steve poisoned me. <laughs> I don't mean to get off topic, but he made um, Rihanna's like poncho style. Chili Rihanna's. Yeah. Yes. So if you're not from Texas, I don't think there's ponchos outside of Texas. No, I, I think it's a Texas so, thing. Yeah. It's like a Mexican buffet. It's like a chili riano is basically a cheese and sauce stuffed poblano pepper. Was that Chewbacca? Yeah. <laughs> Her phone has a Chewbacca text tone because I was like, either that's my stomach or the dog. No, it's my phone. If it was my stomach, it would not be good. It relates to <laughs> some of our secondary usernames for my group of people oh, okay, gotcha. online. So it's a poblano pepper yeah. stuffed with cheese. Yeah. Sometimes meat. with an egg batter around uh-huh. it. Around it, like deep, deep fried, fried. Yeah. and then you put like queso on top, yeah. and then like they're so like other places deep fry it and it's like crunchy, but at Poncho's it's like fluffy yeah, and bready, kind of soft, yeah. And so Steve found a copycat recipe and yeah. he put them in muffin tins, so they were like oh. little. 
It was really good. <laughs> but um, my stomach's rumbling. Yeah. So, bro, what did you put in that shit? Ponchos don't ever make me sick. Ponchos makes me sick. Ponchos is like... But I still eat it every time. ...a beloved restaurant, because Lacey and I grew up going to Ponchos, but, like, other people think it's disgusting. But it's like, you love it so much. I think it's good. I I love it. delicious. I'll eat there all the time. Steve grew up going there. Like, it's his dad's favorite place. (laughs) So fun. That and CCP. We always get the party packs to go all the time. I want to get it to go. God, but the buffet's just so good. Maybe we should go there on our day off. Damn it. I don't know about a buffet during a pandemic, though. That's true. But you don't serve yourself. That's true. They they are behind glass, and you point at what you want. It's kinda, we can get it together. Yeah, we can get it together. We can get a party. Okay. Whatever. We can figure it out. Oh, ponchos. All right, so family books. Here's my personal list. Mm-hmm. The Vanishing Half. Okay. The Nightingale. Should I just go through these, or should I talk about them? Whichever. Okay. We'll start at the beginning again. Because The Vanishing Half is... A book that I think everyone needs to read. It is. It came out this year. It's by Britt Bennett. Are you adding it to your list? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it is. I think I've heard of it. It. You probably have. It's all over Instagram. Um, I'll just read the Goodreads synopsis for you. So, a stunning new novel about twin sisters. Inseparable as children who ultimately choose to live in two very different worlds, one black and one white. Oh. And I don't know how to say their name. V-I-G-N-E-S, the Vignese? That's their last name, V-I-G-N-E-S. The twin sisters will always be identical, but after growing up together in a small southern black community and running away at age 16, it's not just the shape of their daily lives that is different as adults. It's everything. Their families, their communities, their racial identities. Many years later, one sister lives with her black daughter in the same southern town she once tried to escape. The other secretly passes for white, and her white husband knows nothing of her past. So it takes place, it's actually like one of those that goes back and forth, but not too much. Um, It's like, I read it, like, over the summer. I want to say it's like, the 50s, 60s, so, like, the height of the civil okay. rights movement. Yeah. Um, it's historical fiction, but I think everyone needs to read it because, I mean, I didn't know that this was a thing. I didn't know that, you know, that black people would try to pass for white people. Like, I understand why. I just didn't know that that oh, happened. Yeah. And it is an amazing story, and... Things that I think everyone should know and be exposed to. Um, and it's it's sad, but it's like, it, you learn a lot about yourself and things while you're reading it. It's a, it's an amazing story. There was a movie that was kind of like that. Let me, I want to make sure I have the name right. I believe it's Imitation of Life, but let me... Hmm. Britt Bennett is a really good author, too. She has another book I want to read. I think it's called The Mother's. But do yourself a favor and read The Vanishing Half. You will probably are, ugly cry. Aren't they making a movie or did make a movie about So I think even before the book came out, um, I think HBO bought the rights to it. So it's either going to be a movie or a show or something. Maybe that's what it is. Probably. And yeah. then it's like, so later in the book, like the when it's flashing back, it's their daughters. And they don't. I think one of them realizes that that's, her cousin, but the other one doesn't. It's very interesting because 
the one that has um, basically, I guess you could say crossed over as white. Um, she's married to like a very affluent white banker and how, like how different her life is from her sisters mm -hmm. who is living as a black woman. It's, it's just very, very, very good book and everyone needs to read it. It is Imitation of Life. That's so, a movie? Yes. And it's pretty much the same thing. It's Laura Meredith, a single white mother, agreed to be on Broadway, has a chance encounter with a black widow. Uh, the black widow becomes the caretaker of Laura Meredith's daughter. While Laura pursues her stage career, both women deal with difficulties of motherhood. Laura's search for fame threatens her relationship with Susie, while Annie's light-skinned daughter struggles with her African-American identity because she's posing as a white woman. Oh, wow. When did that movie come out? And this one, it's actually a remake. There was one oh. that was released in 34. Oh, wow. And then the one with Lana Turner, which was more recent, was in 59. Okay. Yeah, so if you haven't read it, read it. Um, next on the list, <sighs> The Nightingale. And this book, it is probably going to be my favorite book of 2020. Ooh. It was, I ugly cried. It was so good. Um, every, I kept seeing it on Instagram. I kept seeing it at the bookstore. Everyone was talking about it. So I was like, okay, I'll read it. Well, then after I started reading it, my sister-in-law like saw me like post that I was reading it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, that's one of my favorite books. And I was like, great. I'm going to hate it. And I'm going to have to tell her. I'm going to have to shell over her favorite book. Basically. <laughs> so that made me like not want to finish it. But I am so glad that I did because it is the so story good. of two sisters living in Nazi-occupied France during World War II. Ooh. And one sister is married with a child and her husband goes off in the war early and becomes a prisoner of war. And the other sister's younger and single. And the one that's married is like, I'm just trying to keep my daughter alive. My husband's gone. I'm trying to work a job. I'm trying right. to take care of all these things I've never had to take care of before and the other sister's like dude we should be doing something you know like fuck the nazis we need to be we need to fight back and her sister's like we don't need to draw attention to ourselves mm -hmm. so they're totally different o opposite ends here right and i believe the younger sister is based on a real woman i apologize i don't know her name but she is helping british um airmen cross the Andes mountain to get out of occupied France because if the Nazis find them, they're going to yeah. torture them and kill yeah. them. So she's like, well, no one's going to expect a pretty French girl to be doing that. She's oh, like, they're yeah. just going to think I'm like fucking around on the mountains or whatever. So she's helping get them out. And she got out like, I don't even remember how many people they beat. It was so many men that she helped escape. Um, it is such an amazing story. It goes into the girls as children. They come from a broken home. Their dad's a real son of a bitch, but you find out why, and you're like, oh my god, I ugly cried. It's such a good book. I'm going to have to read it. You're going to have to read it. It's a long book. I don't care. Um, but it is so rewarding. I've told everyone I know, I'm like, please read this book. Please as long as Nosferatu? What's that? <laughs> Nosferatu? What's that? The one, the Christmassy one? Christmas scary one? As oh. long as Nosferatu? No. It's, all, it's like, um... <laughs> I think it's almost 500 pages. Oh, oh that's not that long. Yet. But, oh, it's so good. And just the story of these sisters and, like, 
yeah, they're on opposite ends, but then some things happen and you see them kind of develop and you're like, man, what would I do during that time? You know, you never really know what you're capable no. of until you're faced with yeah. something like that. So Nightingale by Kristen Hanna. Check it out. Um, and we're back. Sorry. Um, the dogs are barking and mm-hmm. we know everyone didn't want to hear that. No. <laughs> so, uh, next on my list, Mexican Gothic. Yeah. You mentioned that one. Okay. Did I tell you what it was about? Yeah. So it's definitely family themed yes. because this family is crazy. Um, but I didn't tell you like the whole thing, right? Cause I, I don't think so. No. Okay. I don't want to ruin it for you cause I want you to read it. But like anyone listening that's read it is like, Oh fuck. Yeah. The family in that book. Um, Gosh, I can't even remember the main character's name, but it was so good. She goes to get her cousin who has married. It's like a, I believe they're British and they're in Mexico because they own like a silver mine or something. Yeah. And so they're like traditional British stereotypes, like stiff upper lip, you know, uh-huh. that kind of thing. Because um, like ever since her cousin married this dude, her cousin's been like crazy. And she sent her this like telegram and it makes no sense. And I think it's like the, I think it's like the fifties or something. So she's like, what the hell is wrong with her? So her dad, and she comes from a very wealthy family and her dad's like, you need to go see what's up with your cousin. I don't want this getting out. Like you need to go figure it. And she's like, all right, dad, I'll go. And she's like, I'll go if you let me go to college for an anthropology degree. <laughs> and he's like, all right, all right. So she, she has motivation for going and making sure everything's fine. But then when she's at this house, like, creepy shit's happening. She's having these nightmares. They're basically, like, it seems like they're holding her cousin hostage and making her sick because her cousins, like, go to the town and get this tonic from this lady and don't tell anyone. So she's like, what the fuck's that up with that? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the family in that house. There's a another – so there's the guy that the cousin's married to, but then he has a younger cousin. Mm-hmm. Like, love interest. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. Yeah, if you catch my drift. So, it's good. Um, you, should, you should definitely read it. Um, the next family book on my list, and I feel bad because I actually haven't read this one. Um, it was a very hot book a few years ago, and I bought it, and then, like, most of the books on my shelf, they sit there until, like, one day, I'm like, hey, I should read this. So, it's called The Nest, and it's by Cynthia... Diapri Sweeney. Don't know how to say that name. Apologize. So here is the Goodreads synopsis. It's a warm, funny, and acutely perceptive novel about four adult siblings and the fate of the shared inheritance that has shaped their choices and their lives. Every family has its problems, but even among the most troubled, the Plum family stands out as spectacular, spectacular, oh my god, why can't I say this word? So, <laughs> can you help me out? Spectacularary. Wait. <laughs> I'm, I just can't pronounce it. What is wrong with me? Spectacularary. Dysfunctional, much like my speech. Years of simmering tensions finally reach a breaking point on an unseasonably cold afternoon in New York City as Melody, Beatrice, and Jack Plum gather to confront their charismatic and reckless older brother, Leo. Freshly released from rehab. Ooh. So it's sounding, I mean, it yeah. sounds like, you know. Interesting. Interesting. Um, it has a lot of different characters 
viewpoints because I like read a few chapters and then I put it down a few years ago and forgot about it. <laughs> Oops. As it but that was a good one. Um, this one's going to seem weird, but roll with me here. Finding Freedom is that book about Megan and Harry. Okay. And I'm bringing it up in this family episode because... because their families involved with yes, their lives. Yes, and it's, it's how they met and it's how they left the royal family. Um, I told you before, I was so excited to read it and then was like, yeah, you could Megan wrote tell. this book. Yeah. So apparently, there's a new book that has just come out by Robert Lacey and Robert Lacey is the one that worked on the Crown Show and then there's like, he's like a royal family historian so he's not like officially but like he knows some shit yeah that's the one i want to freaking read Ooh, yeah the juicy one yes that one's gonna have and it, it apparently that one's gonna have the tea yes <laughs> the tea and it's gonna talk about like the breakdown between william and harry and like i've read a few excerpts just on the news like apparently everyone makes harry out to be like this big party animal da 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 well apparently william was too yeah. But no one's going to talk about that no. because he's a future king. They're, they're all be like, boys. Oh, Harry's wild. They're all boys. They all go through their little party boy Yes. Days. And he said he felt like it was such a bias because everyone's like throwing everything on him because yeah. he's not the future king. So it kind of leads everyone to believe like the breakdown of that relationship started way before Megan came into the picture and the feeling that he didn't want that life. Yeah. Way before Megan came into the picture. Um, I don't know. Do you believe all these things we hear about Megan, Margo? I mean, some people can hide what they truly are, though. I think she's a Leo. Ooh. It's all about... If all about anyone her. who knows a Leo, it's all about, all about them. Yeah. Literally. Your life has to revolve around them. Yeah. So that kind of makes me believe. And I've, I've also said where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. So I want to think that those are probably true. But I don't want to talk too much about it because apparently Meghan Markle is very litigious and I'm not trying to get sued. I'm just talking about <laughs> an opinion, but we do have freedom of speech over here. Yeah. Um, I mean, you never truly know a person, but you never truly don't know a person. Yeah. Either. I just think it's weird that anyone on this planet knows about the royal family. You know how traditional they are. Yeah. You know what that's all about. You knew what you were getting into. And you still did it and changed it. Like, yeah. why did you have to cause all this drama? I mean, maybe he didn't like his family in the first place, you know. He was That's like, what Steve family. says. Steve but... doesn't care about this, but he <laughs> talks about it because he loves me. And he's like, maybe she's just the push that he needed maybe to be so. like, hey, I don't want this life for but myself anymore. But maybe she did brainwash him. Who knows? I, Who knows but Harry and Meghan? I think she's probably a pill. Oh, I'm sure. Leo's Woo! Yes. <laughs> and if things are not going their way, no one is going to be happy in the household. I can, my father is a Leo. I can tell you without a doubt what that's like. Um, so, yeah, that was another one on my family book list. This one, Practical Magic. Yep, yep, yep. All about family. Yes, it is. Their relationships, their bond, their curse. Not in Practical Magic. Curse, but, not curse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, next on the list, Crazy Rich Asians. Ooh, yes. Have you read that? I have seen, yeah. I've done both. I've, I've read but I've read the book and the movie. I've seen um, the movie, but I haven't read the book. But the movie's obviously more memorable. The movie's so good. For obvious reasons. It is so good. I watched it on my flight back home from London to here. 
you know, it's so a long ass flight. Such a good movie. I yeah. loved it so much. Um, Aquafina is hilarious, hilarious yeah. in that movie. But I mean, the whole but that family is like that's yeah. the majority of the book. And then this chick, they're like treating her like an outsider because she's yeah. engaged to the rich dude. Um, and then how Aquafina tries to basically help her mm-hmm. fit in this high society world. It's a really good read if you haven't it read it. It's if you haven't seen the movie, either or, they're both great. The movie's definitely good. I need to read the book. So the book is super long. Well, yeah. Like, I, I think it was like uh, over 400 pages. Probably. And they have to explain everything right. back in the Asian culture. And- um, but the person that they cast to play the mom in that movie. Perfect. Yes, because she is The whole is cast like, is perfect. I agree. I agree. But she is like Zara in our last book. Like, no nonsense. Absolutely not. It will be mommy's wedding. <laughs> um, next one. And this is a, actually a series, and it's so beloved to me, to all the boys I've loved before, which is also Netflix, Netflix movie. Series, yeah. um, but I read all the books. I read them all in like a week when we had just moved to Colorado and I didn't have a job and nothing better to do. It's like the relationship between the dad. You've seen the movie, right? I did. So the relationship between the dad and the daughters is so – it's like – the relationship you want with your dad like I wish I was a cubby they are so tight-knit and lovely and just like it's the kind of family you want to be in they're just wonderful there's like no dysfunction there which Mm -hmm. is probably not real I don't know that there are real families like I don't think so I mean I'm sure there are but (laughs) where (laughs) Um, it always makes me think of like father of the bride like Nancy Myers movies, I always want to live in like a Nancy Myers movie yeah. because it's just everything is so nice and yeah. everyone's so sweet and everything's so pretty and such a good community. Yes, and like the relationship, like in Father of the Bride, the relationship that she has with her dad and like yeah. <sighs> Anyways, um, the next one on my list is When We Were Mermaids. Let me look up the author's name because this was actually on sale uh, yesterday on Kindle and I posted it on our Instagram. It's a really good book. It's also, um, it was on Amazon Unlimited, so it's like free. This is by Barbara O'Neill. It is a really, really good book. Um, let me read you the Goodreads synopsis. I'm not going to do it justice. Hold on, it disappeared. Sorry. Oh, excuse me. Um, When We Believed in Mermaids is what it's called by Barbara O'Neill. And I even had my older sister read it, and she exclusively reads smut. So the fact that she read this, she also (laughs) (laughs) really enjoyed it. Um, So from the author of The Art of Inheriting Secrets comes an emotional new tale of two sisters, an ocean of lies and a search for truth. Her sister has been dead for 15 years when she sees her on the TV news. Josie Bianchi was killed years ago on a train during a terrorist attack, gone forever. It's what her sister Kit, an ER doctor in Santa Cruz, has always believed. Yet all it takes is a few heart-wrenching seconds to append Kit's world. Live coverage of a club fire in Auckland has captured the image of a woman stumbling through the smoke and debris. Her resemblance to to Josie is unbelievable and unmistakable. Um, So at that point, Kit's mom calls her and she's like, um, did you see the news? Because apparently this, so Auckland's in New Zealand, if you didn't know. 
which if you're in Santa Cruz, California, probably takes a lot for there to be something on the news about a fire yeah, in another country. Unless, unless you're watching CNN or right. news. Something so like she's that. like, did you see that? And she's like, no, see what? And she's like, so she like sends her the clip or whatever. And they're both like, what the fuck? So she's like, you have to go there. And Kit's like, no, I'm not going to fuck. Like, she's Why? like, that's her. She's like, I'm telling you, that's my, like, that's her. And so that's the story. But it also goes back into their childhood. And About what happened. Their dad died and how they got to this point. It's an amazing story. So you got the sisters, their relationship. The mom. The mom. The dad who is deceased. Um, a, a boy that they took in and kind of like adopted, basically. Very, very good. I don't want to ruin it for you because I think you should read it. Should. It's so... Okay. Well, do you want me to spoil it for you? Either way, I'll read it. Okay, well, if you don't want to know, fast forward. It is her. And of course. She was like um, like a drift... Not a drifter. What's a drifter? That's like, like, a, one, like she had wanderlust or something. Like okay, she really yes. wanted to then she would, travel. Yes. So she was like over in Europe and... They were basically, there's some shit that happened in their childhood that made her this way. And so the terrorist attack happens and she's like in shock because her friend was just like sitting next to her and then her friends in like pieces. And so she picks up her back, her friend's backpack with like her friend's ID in it. And she doesn't try to pass this, this other person from what I remember. I read this a while ago. Um, they assume that the ID in the backpack is hers. Just so she yeah. just starts like, okay, wow, this is like a fresh new start for me. So then she moves to New Zealand and gets married and has children. Yeah, she's like living this whole life. Holy crap. And you're just like, and she marries this like very prominent man in New Zealand who's from like a very prominent, fam- like wealthy family. And I mean, can you imagine a scandal like that in a Holy family? Crap, like, no. Yes, yes. Um, and then your sister shows up and you're like, you're like you can't oh, tell my family who yeah. I really am. Um, it's a really, it's a really good book. Really, really good. Um, the last one I have on my list and also someone sent this in to us. Uh, I believe it was Hessa that sent it. Yes. Hessa also said, where the crawdads sing. Have you heard of that book? I've heard of it. I okay. haven't read it. I think you've read it. Yes. Yeah. It was a Reese. Book okay, club. That's like, where I've heard it then. Um, yeah, I did read it this year. It is such a heart wrenching tale. Like, I ugly cried in this one too. I gave it five stars, and I felt bad when I went back and looked because I was like, "Damn, that's a good book too." Like, maybe that should be my favorite book of the year. It's gonna be hard to decide. Yeah. But um, it's about this story of this little girl called the Marsh Girl in like the '60s out in what state, man? Probably the bayou somewhere. Um, Florida? Louisiana? I want to say it's a Carolina. It says in the book, but it does not say in the synopsis. I want to say it's like a Carolina. Um, And her family like just fucking abandoned her. She's like five. Oh my God. To like, because the dad's like an alcoholic and the mom's like left, the mom left the family first. And the dad just like, Fell apart. Fell apart, and the older siblings left and left their, like, little fucking five. Maybe she was four. She may have even been younger. Oh, my goodness. Fucking left her with the dad, but then the dad just, like, doesn't come home one day. Oh, and no. this little girl fucking, like, survives and thrives. There's this, there's this older boy who was friends with her brother who knows that she's out there. 
but everyone is just like, the townspeople kind of know what's going on, but they don't even want to help her. They just call her Marsh Girl. Oh, my god. Is gosh. that not disgusting? That is. So he's, like, bringing her books from school and trying to, like, educate her. And then there's a, um, there's another man that he runs, like, the gas station on the, like, swamp. And he, she, I can't remember what the creatures are. Muscles, maybe? She's, like, getting them and selling them to him, which... He's basically just giving her the money because so, yeah. she knows that she needs it. But she's like, no, no, my dad's fine. He's She doesn't want anyone to know because she doesn't want to get taken away. Yeah. She's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. He's just, he's at work or whatever. Um, but this little girl, and I mean, it goes through like her whole life. It oh, is, yeah. it's an incredible story. That one everyone should read as well. It, it, it's. It's interesting that I brought this up in the family one because they're family and family. Yeah, it's a lack of family, but, but I mean, it's um, family. The boy that helps her, he he's a very big part of the story. And I think she does connect with one of her siblings later. I can't remember because I read it a while ago, but everyone should read that one. So freaking good. I loved it. Loved it. Um, so that was my personal list. I found a few lists online if you want to go over those. Yeah. Okay. So, this one is from shereads.com by Stephanie Elliott. This is the best books about family. And some of these we've heard of, some of these we haven't, but maybe we can like kind of broaden our horizons. Yeah. So, Stephanie writes, um, they're not like numbered or anything. They're not ranged, just a list. So, first one on her list, This Is How It Always Is by Lori Frankel. I had never heard of this book. Um, five-year-old Claude, the youngest of five boys, loves dressing up and wants to be a princess. When people ask him what he wants to be when he grows up, he answers, a girl. While his parents accept Claude for who he is, they're not ready to tell the world, so they keep his secret. But families with secrets don't get to keep them forever. Ooh. Yeah, that sounds like a good book. Uh, the next one is This Is Where I Leave You by Jonathan Troper. I feel like uh, this is a movie, and I've heard of it. When Judd's wife's affair becomes public and his father dies, he joins his family to sit Sheba for seven days. While grieving over his father's death and the end of his marriage, the weak will put Judd and all of his family members to the test. Grudges are brought up and secrets are shared. Will anyone come away from the weak unscathed? I'm pretty sure that's a movie. That's that sounds familiar, but yeah. The next one is actually on my bookshelf. It's another one of those that I bought and haven't read. Um, the Vacationers by Emma Straub. A two-week stay in God, I don't know this place. Malarica will have one family drowning in secrets, jealousy, and humiliation. Parents Franny and Jim are celebrating their 35th wedding anniversary. Older brother Bobby is in debt, and high school graduate Sylvia just wants to lose her virginity on vacation. <laughs> She's like, hot girl summer, yeah. fuck yeah. Jobs are at stake, relationships are tested, and trust is broken. What could possibly go wrong during an idyllic family vacation? Lots. Yeah, I read another book by Emma Straub. Um, Lots can go wrong. <laughs> modern Lovers. And it's one of those where, I, like, it doesn't really have a plot, but I really enjoyed the characters in it. Um, so I like the way that Emma Straub writes right. her characters. So that that's why I bought this one. But that sounds good. It does. Gosh, people listening are like, these chicks don't know how to say any words. Sorry. <laughs> Next one, The Poisonwood Bible by Barbara King Solver. 
I see a lot of her books at the bookstore. Barbara King? I don't think I have. The Poisonwood Bible is the epic novel about the Price family. Father, evangelical Baptist, wife, and four daughters, and the story of their mission to Africa. Suspenseful storytelling, this book spans three decades of one family's tragedies and their reconstruction. Uh, next one, Don't Put the Boats Away by Ames Sheldon. Uh, the Glass Castle I've heard by Jeanette that. Walls. It's actually a memoir. And I, I was like, oh, I think I've read The Glass Castle, but I don't remember it being a memoir. It's a powerful memoir about family, love, and loyalty. Even though she grows up in a dysfunctional family with an alcoholic but brilliant father and a careless, free-spirit mother, Jeanette Walls and her siblings are able to escape their childhood. While her parents choose to remain homeless, Jeanette finds her way to New York to create a better life for herself and later confronts the parents that raised her. Next on the list is Crazy Rich Asians by Kevin Corn. Hey. Yep. Next one. This is so shameful. Also on my bookshelf, I haven't read. Little Fires Everywhere, which is that Hulu show yep. or limited series or whatever. So I just need to read it. I just need to We've find the it. time. Do you need to read it? I haven't yeah. watched it, actually. You have you? It no, I haven't watched it yet. Next one, Where'd You Go, Bernadette? Which is, I believe, like a huge book and it just became a movie. I'm pretty sure I have this book, too. Um, this one is When Bee's Beloved Mother Bernadette Disappears, the Family Goes Into Crisis Mode. Bernadette, a severe agoraphobic, has promised her family a trip to Antarctica, but she can't handle the idea of a trip so far from home, so she leaves. Bee sets out to find her mother. Through official documents, emails, and other correspondence, she will stop at nothing to get her mother home. Like, just... Okay, first of all, if you're agoraphobic, don't go to fucking Antarctica. Don't plan a vacation. Like, go somewhere else. Yeah. There's nothing in Antarctica. Isn't agoraphobia the fear of open spaces? It's nothing but open space down there. Isn't that what agoraphobia is? I don't know. Or is it just traveling? Okay, let's look it up. Agoraphobia. Oh. Fear of places and situations that might cause panic, helplessness, or embarrassment. Okay, basically traveling. Yeah. Um, that's like my whole life. <laughs> Literally. I get so anxious, like, but see, when what? I go somewhere new and I don't know anyone, or like, new job, oh my god, like, Chewbacca's going off again. I would get, <laughs> I would think that you would get more, I don't know. I don't know. Traveling is stressful. I would, I would, yeah, but I would think you would. You would cause yourself more embarrassment, trigger the agoraphobia more, leaving your family versus a vacation. Yeah, because it says fear of like the unknown. Yeah, your, yeah, right. I, that's a good point. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a really good point. Um, I don't know. Someday when I pull it off my bookshelf and read it, we'll know. Maybe we'll I know. will let you know. Yeah. Um, agoraphobia. Yeah, it's my entire life. <laughs> I do. I don't like the admin. It kind of makes me antisocial sometimes. I don't like anything. It's anxiety. Yeah. 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 Because there's some days I'm like, I just don't want to go to the grocery store. I know the grocery oh, store, God, but I, I don't want to go to the grocery store. And then you like build it up in your head. Yeah. And then you're like dreading it. And yeah. then you do it. And it's fine. But you were like freaking flipping out about it all day. I get it. Well, that's all I have for this Family sewed. Familia? Yeah, Familia. Do you have anything else that you would like to add? Look at them, dog. I don't. 
They are like passed out on the rug. That's right. I loved them up and now they're passed out. <laughs> they go nuts when Lacey gets here. <laughs> oh, by the way, we're recording at my house again, so that we'll see if the ghost is back. We'll see. I She's forgot here. about that. I'm sure she is. We're not in the closet, though. So, maybe it's like a closet thing. No, I doubt it. You think it moves around? Yeah, I'm sure. We'll see. I tell you one thing for sure. I haven't plugged that damn echo back in. No. Hail to the no. Hail to the no. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. So from today, you have one week to read and discuss the next book that we've picked. It's Lacey's pick. It is called Elsewhere by Dean Cooks. <laughs> that was Lacey's phone. Um, we're going to be discussing that. So send us your questions, thoughts, reviews, suggestions to bookworms yeah. podcast at gmail.com. We're talking about books for December because we want to try to be like Christmas holiday themed. Um, if you have any suggestions, yeah, let us this know. is like the hardest category we've come across. Yeah, Hanukkah <laughs> books, like whatever you want. Kwanzaa, us, yeah, whatever. Let us know. New Year's. Ooh. Don't forget New Year's. Um, let us know, and we'll try to work on some theme talky soaps for you guys. But yes. your help, we want to talk about what like you want to listen to. So Maybe let us like know. Christmas tall tales, or who knows? Ooh, <laughs> I'm gonna write that down. What's a Christmas tall? Or like where some of our Christmas traditions came from? Like you know, Christmas tall tale, like um. What's his name? The, Santa Claus. Well, no, not Santa Claus. Krampus? Um, is it Krampus? <gasps> Krampus. Oh, my God. Because he was actually, it's a real yes. girl from Germany. Yes. So, my former boss, who I'm still friends with, she's freaking amazing. Her husband's German. Mm-hmm. And so, when his mother comes to visit, they celebrate. It's actually like the beginning of December. They celebrate. And Krampus is... She says it differently, yeah, Yeah. but he basically comes... And takes the bad kids. That's... There's different... Different stories. Um, The way they celebrate it is they do, like, stockings, and she said... It has, like, fruit and stuff in it. Like, orange... She mentioned oranges, and she told me... Like, um, fruit and nuts, yeah. Yes, yes. And... But Krampus comes to get the bad kids. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, tall tales like that. Yeah, have you seen that movie? It's been a while. Oh, it's so good. I love that movie. We watch it every Christmas. I'm going to, like, if I ever have kids, I'm going to tell them, I'm going to be like, Krampus is coming to get you, you little shit. Um, Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, we might do that. Let us know if you want to hear that. That might be fun. Or if you know of any tall tales that we haven't heard of. Mm Mm-hmm. To the I'm sure William probably has some. He'll let us know. Tell us, William. (laughs) We can read them. Um, Or ink and paper hearts. Who knows? Oh, yes. I bet she has some. Tessa? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Little, say bye.